Chapter thirty five of the House of Whispers by William Lacroix. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Discloses a secret. The gray mists were still hanging upon the hills of Glencardine, although it was already midday, for it had rained all night, and everywhere was damp and chilly. Gabrielle, in her short tweed skirt, golf cape, and motor cap, had strolled, with Walter Murray at her side from the house along the winding path to the old castle from the contented expression upon her pale refined countenance it was plain that happiness to a great extent had been restored to her when he had gone to wood newton it was to fetch her back to glencardine he had asked for an explanation it was true but when she had refused one he had not pressed it that he was puzzled sorely puzzled was apparent at first sir henry had point-blank refused to receive his daughter but on hearing her appealing voice he had to some extent relented and though strained relations still existed between them yet happiness had come to her in the knowledge that walters's affection was still as strong as ever young murray had of course heard from his mother the story told by lady hayburn concerning the offence of her stepdaughter but he would not believe a single word against her they had been strolling slowly and she had been speaking expressing her heartfelt thanks for his action in taking her from that life of awful monotony at wood newton then he on his part had pressed her soft hand and repeated his promise of lifelong love they had entered the old grass-grown courtyard of the castle when suddenly she had exclaimed how i wish walter that we might elucidate the secret of the whispers it certainly would be intensely interesting if we could he said the most curious thing is that my old friend edgar hamilton who is secretary to the well-known baron conrad de hetzendorf tells me that a similar legend is current in connection with the old chateau in hungary he had heard the whispers himself most remarkable she exclaimed gazing blankly around at the ponderous walls about her my idea always has been that beneath where we are standing there must be a chamber for most medieval castles had a subterranean dungeon beneath the courtyard ah if we could only find entrance to it cried the girl enthusiastically shall we try have you not often tried and failed he asked laughingly yes but let's search again she urged my strong belief is that entrance is not to be obtained from this side but from the glen down below yes no doubt in the ages long ago the hill was much steeper than it is now and there were no trees or undergrowth on that side it was impregnable the river however in receding silted up much earth and boulders at the bend and has made the ascent possible together they went to a breach in the ponderous walls and peered down into the ancient river-bed now but a rippling burn very well replied murray let us descend and explore so they retraced their steps until when about halfway to the house they left the path and went down to the bottom of the beautiful glen until they were immediately beneath the old castle the spot was remote and seldom visited few ever came there for it was approached by no path on that side of the burn so that the keepers always passed along the opposite bank they had no necessity to penetrate there besides it was too near the house through the bracken and undergrowth passing by big trees that in the ages had sprung up from seedlings dropped by the birds or sown by the winds they slowly ascended to the frowning walls far above the walls that had withstood so many sieges and the ravages of so many centuries half a dozen times the girl's skirt became entangled in the briars and once she tore her cape upon some thorns 
but enjoying the adventure she went on walter going first and clearing away for her as best he could nobody has ever been up here before i'm quite certain gabrielle cried halting breathless for a moment old stuart who says he knows every inch of the estate has never climbed here i'm sure i don't expect he has declared her lover at last they found themselves beneath the foundations of one of the flanking towers of the castle walls whereupon he suggested that if they followed the wall right along and examined it closely they might discover some entrance i somehow fear there will not be any door on the exposed side he added the base of the walls was all along hidden by thick undergrowth therefore the examination proved extremely difficult nevertheless keenly interested in their exploration the pair kept on struggling and climbing until the perspiration rolled off both their faces suddenly walter uttered a cry of surprise why look here this seems like a track people have been up here after all and his companion saw that from the burn below up through the bushes ran a narrow winding path which showed little sign of frequent use walter went on before her quickly following the path until it turned at right angles and ended before a low door of rough wood which filled a small breach in the wall a breach made in all probability at the last siege in the early seventeenth century this must lead somewhere cried walter excitedly and lifting the roughly constructed wooden latch he pushed the door open disclosing a cavernous darkness a dank earthy smell greeted their nostrils it was certainly an uncanny place by jove cried walter i wonder where this leads to and taking out his vestas he struck one and holding it before him went forward passing through the breach in the broken wall into a stone passage which led to the left for a few yards and gave entrance to exactly what gabrielle had expected a small windowless stone chamber probably used in olden days as a dungeon here they found to their surprise several old chairs a rough table formed of two deal planks upon trestles and a couple of half-burned candles and candlesticks which gabrielle recognized as belonging to the house these were lit and by their aid the place was thoroughly examined upon the floor was a heap of black tinder where some papers had been burnt weeks or perhaps months ago there were cigar ends lying about showing that whoever had been there had taken his ease in a niche was a small tin box containing matches and fresh candles while in a corner lay an old newspaper limp and damp bearing a date six months before on the floor too were a number of pieces of paper a letter torn to fragments they tried to piece it together laying it upon the table carefully but were unsuccessful in discovering its import save that it was in russian from somebody in odessa and addressed to sir henry carrying the candles in their hands they went into the narrow passage to explore the subterranean regions of the old place but neither way could they proceed far for the passage had fallen in at both ends and was blocked by rubbish the only exit or entrance was by that narrow breach in the walls so cunningly concealed by the undergrowth and closed by the rudely made door of planks nailed together above in the stone roof of the chamber there was a wide crack running obliquely and through which any sound could be heard in the courtyard above they remained in the narrow low-roofed little cell for a full half-hour making careful examination of everything and discussing the probability of the whispers heard in the courtyard above emanating from that hidden chamber for what purpose was that place used and by whom in all probability it was the very chamber in which cardinal Setone had been treacherously done to death though they made a most minute investigation they discovered nothing further 
up to a certain point their explorations had been crowned by success yet the discovery rather tended to increase the mystery than diminish it that the whispers were supernatural gabrielle had all along refused to believe the question was to what use that secret chamber was put at last more puzzled than ever the pair having extinguished the candles emerged again into the light of day closing and latching the little door after them then following the narrow secret path they found that it wound through the bushes and emerged by a circuitous way some distance along the glen its entrance being carefully concealed by a big lichen covered boulder which hid it from any one straying there by accident so near was it to the house and so well concealed that no keeper had ever discovered it well declared gabrielle we've certainly made a most interesting discovery this morning but i wonder if it really does solve the mystery of the whispers scarcely walter admitted we have yet to discover to whom the secret of the existence of that chamber is known no doubt the whispers are heard above through the crack in the roof therefore at present we had better keep our knowledge strictly to ourselves and to this the girl of course agreed they found sir henry seated alone in the sunshine in one of the big bay windows of the drawing-room a pathetic figure with his blank bespeckled countenance turned towards the light and his fingers busily knitting to employ the time which alas hung so heavily upon his hands truth to tell with flockhart's influence upon him he was not quite convinced of the sincerity of either gabrielle or walter murray therefore when they entered and his daughter spoke to him his greeting was not altogether cordial why dear dad how is it you're sitting here all alone i would have gone for a walk with you had i known i'm expecting goslin was the old man's snappy reply he left paris yesterday and should certainly have been here by this time i can't make out why he hasn't sent me a wire explaining the delay he may have lost his connection in london murray suggested perhaps so remarked the baronet with a sigh his fingers moving mechanically murray could see that he was unnerved and unlike himself he of course was unaware of the great interest depending upon the theft of those papers from his safe but the old man was anxious to hear from goslin what had occurred at the urgent meeting of the secret syndicate in paris gabrielle was chatting gaily with her father in an endeavour to cheer him up when suddenly the door opened and flockhart still in his travelling ulster entered exclaiming good morning sir henry why my dear flockhart this is really quite unexpected i i thought you were abroad cried the baronet his face brightening as he stretched out his hand for his visitor to grasp so i have been i only got back to town yesterday morning and left euston last night well said sir henry i'm very glad you are here again i've missed you very much very much indeed i hope you'll make another long stay with us at glencardine the man addressed raised his eyes to gabrielle's she looked him straight in the face defiant and unflinching the day of her self-sacrifice to protect her helpless father's honour and welfare had come she had suffered much in silence suffered as no other girl would suffer but she had tried to conceal the bitter truth her spirit had been broken she was obsessed by one fear one idea for a moment the girl held her breath walter saw the sudden change in her countenance and wondered then with a calmness that was surprising she turned to her father and in a clear distinct voice said dad now that mr flockhart has returned i wish to tell you the truth concerning him to warn you that he is not your friend but your very worst enemy what is it you say 
cried the man accused, glaring at her. Repeat those words, and I will tell the whole truth about yourself, here, before your lover. The blind man frowned. He hated scenes. Come, come, he urged. Please do not quarrel. Gabrielle, I think, dear, your words are scarcely fair to our friend. Father, she said firmly, her face pale as death, I repeat them. That man standing there is as much your enemy as he is mine. Flockhart laughed satirically. Then I will tell my story and let your father judge whether you are a worthy daughter, he said. End of chapter 35